Stand by for action. Every show we drop the needle on the tracks that were part of the mixed tapes and mixtapes of my 80s and 90s. Tunes that followed me on the train in the morning, on the way to my adventures on the weekend, and all the times in between. Please join me as I share a track from the record box. What I remember, a little bit of history, and a hell of a lot of nostalgia. I'm Michael, and please join me as we get lost in 12 inches. I don't want to spoil anything here, but there will be trumpets. There is so much to unpack on this song. Released by Popular itself in March of 1990, this song is a real departure from Pee-wee's previous releases. As apart from the chant of Chickyolina, you really could consider this to be an instrumental track. A slapping bass line and sampled drums provide the rhythm overlaid with this Italian house-style piano and the aforementioned trumpet. This interdispersed with operatic arias and recordings of enthusiastic football commentary creates something that, despite the lack of real lyrics, is unmistakably popular itself. This would be the first single from the band's third album, Pure for Sanity. This is a song the band put out with a mission. And that was to have Chickyolina, the Italian porn star politician, present the trophy to the winners at the 1990 World Cup in Italy. A sticker on the cover touted this as the unofficial song of the World Cup. The cover, designed by, uh, created by Design Republic, is dripping in football imagery and thanks to the fans of the countries participating. Included within the sleeve was a petition postcard that you could send to FIFA and help make the band's dreams come true. In the UK, Touched by the Hand of Chickyolina did chart in June on peaking at 28 on the 9th of June before disappearing from the 100 top 100 four weeks later this track didn't get an Australian release I know that because I bought this record on import in Metropolis Um, now it was also about this time that I'd moved on to my second job at the hotel I was now working as an assistant butler in the housekeeping department a gopher in a tie waistcoat and morning trousers dropping off newspapers and picking up laundry and shoes, making sure that the corridors were clear of the remnants of meals left by room service and helping to restock the maids' trolleys mid-shift. I'd float between days and day and night shifts 
and it was during the day that I'd spend any quiet time down with the guys who worked in the minibars. They were more my age, and we'd sit there drinking cokes and just talking shit. Now, the hotel had been last remodeled in 1982 and was beginning to look a bit stale. So the decision was made that in mid-1990, the hotel rooms would get an update. This started with the addition of a small gym, and this was my first experience of changing one of those big water jugs. I made a huge mess. There was water everywhere. And after the addition of the health club remodeling, um, they started looking at the rooms. And that's, this began in earnest with the top four, two floors being done first. And it was all hands on deck to get these rooms ready. Extra hours on, were on offer to help clear the furniture from these rooms. They even offered um, the beds to staff ridiculously cheap. I know Joe picked one up and it was in her bedroom in Newtown. Since the hotel had last been renovated, something strange had accumulated under the beds and mattresses in these rooms. Porn. I kid you not, the amount of porn that we found in these rooms was incredible. There were about 30 rooms on each floor, and we have must have pulled something something smutty out of every room. And I'm not talking about the sort of stuff that you could pick up in the local news agents. This was pretty hardcore stuff. The sort of publications that came shrink-wrapped with a big R certificate on the cover. You needed to go to a specialist retailer for this kind of stuff. Not that there were any shortage of purveyors of this kind of illustrated literature in the cross or up and down George Street. It just amazed me the amount that we found. There were four big boxes of stuff in the minibar office. Hundreds of publications. And not just magazines but novels of very explicit prose, something akin to dark romance novels. These were not your mills and booms, more of a long-form penthouse forum. Most of what we found ended up in the recycling a few days later, but I must admit, I took a couple of the novels. by the hand of Chikiolino by Poplet itself end up in one of my monthly playlists if 
the algorithm of Spotify suddenly presented it to me. Well, yes. I'd have to say yes, it would. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a great upbeat track. And, yeah, it'll end up there. And now we're at the end of another episode of Lost in 12 Inches. If you enjoyed listening to me ramble on, please subscribe on Spotify or Apple Music or any of the other things out there to get notified of new episodes and other stuff that might pop up. up. Um, I've got the usual socials, but don't really do much there. I might have something new coming very soon. And as I always say, testicles. And now we are at the end of another nostalgia trip. If you've enjoyed listening to me ramble on, please subscribe to get notified when I release new episodes. I'm on all the socials, so check me out there. Thanks for listening to Lost in 12 Inches. I'm Michael, and as I always say, testicles. Testicles.